standing ovation here. Let's go to our ring announcer. Welcome to the show that brings you all things nostalgia in the world of professional wrestling. It is now time to go beyond the bell. I'm not going with nobody. I'm not afraid of nobody. Otherwise, I won't wait be. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Just relax. Relax. This is this is verbal. This is not physical. Pizzas or something like that. Maybe. I said I'm not afraid of nobody. I'm always inside ring, no matter what. I'm not run for nobody. You got no room for nobody. That's a wonderful thing. You got no room for nobody, but you're a lousy wrestler. That's as simple as that. I might be a lousy wrestler, but I'm still in there. I'm not afraid of nobody. Piper hammering away. Oh, no. Piper all over Frank Williams. Puck. Unbelievable. It's simple as this. Oh. Oh, no. Oh. That's incredible. Oh. They think they got the answers. I change the questions. Welcome back, old school wrestling fanatics, to the show that takes you back in time to rewind and relive all things nostalgia in the world of professional wrestling. This is Beyond the Bell, powered by the SNS Radio Network, and I'm your host, ring announcer, Sean Beckerman, back with you to bring you old school classic wrestling. This week on Beyond the Bell is a very special Edition, a unique topic that came about that wasn't planned. Well, it was in a way. Let me explain. Initially, my plan was to go over the greatest talk show segments in wrestling history. Great topic. It was recommended by you fans, and we have a lot of audio to coincide with this themed show. But as I was producing my run sheet and my notes for this show... I noticed that when looking back at all the talk show segments, one show in particular outweighed the rest. So I thought it was fitting to have us focus an entire show on this one specific talk show that arguably could be one of the greatest, if not the greatest, talk show segment of all time. That does not mean we'll ignore the rest. So in a future show, in a future Beyond the Bell in the coming weeks, we will look back at those other talk show segments that were so special, innovative, and monumental in professional wrestling history. When wrestlers in World Wrestling Entertainment are not in the ring showcasing their skills, they're usually trash-talking each other in the WWE ring. Instead of just grabbing a microphone and talking, some superstars have their own talk shows, where other wrestlers will be their guests, and chaos, of course, usually ensues. So my goal was to look back at the greatest talk show histories in professional wrestling. But by far this one talk show segment outweighs the rest due to the monumental moments that took place on this show. You heard at the top of our program, Piper's Pit. You can say arguably one of the greatest shows 
to ever take place in professional wrestling. It was an interview segment featuring Rowdy Roddy Piper, which was a mainstay of WWF slash WWE television from 1984 to 1987, and then returned briefly in 89. Also, Piper hosted similar segments while wrestling for other promotions. Initially, the set consisted simply of a set of five thin walls, meeting in a corner, and a Scottish plaque on the center wall. The two walls on either side had posters of Piper in action and a chair or two. The colors of the walls were then patterned in royal Stuart plaid. However, when that was destroyed, which we'll discuss in the next segment of our show, in the fall of 1986, it was rebuilt as an almost permanent set taking on more of a Scottish flavor, complete with a painted portrait of Piper on the back wall. Guests of the pit came through an arced entranceway, which was in the center of the set rather than from the side previously. Piper's pit returned during Piper's short return to the WWE in 2003. The segment also made a return in 2005 at WrestleMania 21, interviewing Stone Cold Steve Austin, the night after Rowdy Roddy Piper was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. Since then, the Piper's Pit segment has continued to make occasional appearances, setting up big matches on WWE television. So tonight, it's my honor and privilege to rewind and relive the most memorable moments on Piper's Pit. And in between, we'll play you some classic audio to relive the Hot Rod's infamous show. But first, it's time to go behind the mic. Let's go to our ring announcer. The winner by way of knockout, well, rounds of boxing, schedule for one pause, triple threat match, and new good evening, the world champion. This is the segment where we take you backstage behind the scenes to give you an idea, a glimpse of what it's like to be a professional wrestling ring announcer on the independent circuit. And of course, since we're talking about Piper's Pit and Hot Rod Rowdy Roddy Piper, why not talk about my experience announcing Rowdy Roddy Piper and Piper's Pit on an independent wrestling show? How fitting, right? What an experience this was. I didn't really have much interaction with Piper backstage, so my story isn't really my one-on-one relationship I have with him behind the scenes, even though he complimented me after the show, saying I had a great voice. It made him feel like he was going back in time working for the WWF when Piper's Pit initially debuted. Great compliment. It That alongside with Al Snow's compliment of me is one of the greatest moments of my professional career. Piper was really busy before the show doing an autograph signing, so he didn't spend much time initially backstage with the, sta- with the other crew and the other staff and the other wrestlers on the show because it, it ran basically up until showtime. But the, I cannot tell you the feeling I got. I literally had goosebumps when I announced, Introducing Piper's Pit! You know, and calling out Rowdy Rowdy Piper. I was a little kid on my couch watching Piper's Pit. 
eating my pancakes and eggs. Remember watching Piper's Pit on Superstars of Wrestling. And I was now having the opportunity to announce Piper's Pit and Hot Rod Rowdy Roddy Piper, Hall of Famer Roddy Piper. The goosebumps were off the charts. And then Piper stepped in the ring and then I was I was so nervous when he walked up to me, of course, because this is an icon, the guy you watched when you were a kid, handing the microphone off to him. I know a big thing with Piper is he doesn't like when, or not that he doesn't like it, but he thinks it's funny when people hand the microphone and run away. Uh, he thinks it's funny that they're afraid of him. But So I knew that going into it. So, of course, when I handed the microphone, I shook his hand, and he nodded, and it made me feel special that he didn't think I was just going to run away, and I really savored the moment as opposed to my time with Bret Hart announcing him where it was rather quick when I handed him the mic, which we'll get into when I had that opportunity we'll talk about that opportunity when I had to announce him but Roddy Piper just calling his name announcing his name then hearing his music what a moment fans that is why I do what I do to this day and I balance a full-time working schedule my family life at home and ring announcing all together plus my work with the New York Jets all together wrapped up into one. That's why I do it still to this very day. Of course, my dream is to work for the WWE one day or a big-time promotion, TNA Impact Wrestling, as a ring announcer to bring back some old-school feel to ring announcing. That's my ultimate dream, ultimate goal. That's everyone's pipe dream, everyone's dream job. That's mine. So that's why I still do it to this very day. But Roddy Piper and Piper's Pit, me having the opportunity, the honor to announce him and that segment will forever go in my books as one of the greatest moments in my professional wrestling announcing career so courtesy of barbershop window and ringannouncing.com on youtube barbershop window is the only place that you'll actually find wrestling t-shirts that are cool to wear they make wrestling t-shirts cool again to wear out in public barbershopwindow.com follow them on twitter at bshopwindow so courtesy of ringannouncing.com on youtube as well Let's go back and listen to my honor, my opportunity to announce Piper's Pit and Rowdy Roddy Piper. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for Piper's Pit! It is our honor and privilege to introduce to you wrestling legend and WWE Hall of Famer, Rowdy, Rowdy Piper! I was in a bar in St. Louis, Vince McMahon Jr. said, I says, tell you what, you give me five weeks of bow tie and a mic stand, if I don't have the job done, I'm out of here. Tonight I have two special announcements I'm very pleased to make. Victory Magazine, which is the only sanctioned publication of the World Wrestling Federation, is changing its name. Next time I come to TV, it says Pipe is fit. I'm going, oh, jeez. And everybody else is kind of going, oh, Miguel, what's that? I'll be done. The new article will be... Piper's Pit. And with me tonight is Roddy Piper, who is the author of the new article. I'm delighted to have him with me this evening. Roddy? Let me, just let me have this for a second here. <laughs> I just, you know, kind of made it up as it went along. 
I am the originator of Piper's Pit, and I'd like to explain why, uh, especially to you. Uh, you have been doing a tremendous job, and uh, with a few flaws, and I, I'm trying to be uh, political when I say this, you're being kind of stupid. When, no, 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 you wait, no, you wait a minute. This is my show now. You wait a minute. You just wait a minute. He knew what he wanted to say, and, and he had his way of saying it and everything, and it was good. The Piper's Pit, hard to beat. This is the heat of seed right there. What I'm telling you is this. I will not pull no punches. This is Piper's Corner. Let me tell you something. I will ask questions you don't have guts enough to. I will ask questions only I got guts enough to. It's as simple as this. When our talks, brother, people listen. That's what started Piper's Pit. What I'm doing out of the kindness of my heart, I have a gentleman here named Frank Williams. In the dressing room, Frankie Williams on Piper's Pit. What? <laughs> and I'm going, hmm. Nobody knew anything about it. Frank Williams, first of all. So where are you from? I'm Columbus, Ohio. You're from Columbus, Ohio? Come on, baby. You're only Puerto Rican I know that's got freckles. From Columbus, Ohio. I've wrestled in Columbus, Ohio. I've never lost a match in Columbus, Ohio. Have you ever lost a match? Yeah. You have. And it was what I think everybody would want to see, you know, on a talk show. Somebody that can't speak well or somebody that can't, you know, make a comeback. Somebody that can't answer your questions. Great. Eat them alive. And Piper did. And it was, it was revolutionary at the time. It had never been done before. Instead of going after a man, you just back off from him. Maybe a little cowardism. Maybe what you do, maybe you should be making pizzas. I'm not a coward of nobody. I'm not afraid of nobody. Otherwise, I won't wait be Wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Just relax, relax. This is, this is verbal. This is not physical. Pizzas or something like that. I said, you know, you're a nice guy, but you're a lousy wrestler. You've never won a match. Now he's hot. And now the cameraman's going, you know, Get off of this, so I'm getting off of Okay, Frankie. Okay, Frankie. Get out, Frankie. And boom, and I nailed him just a couple times out the curtain. As simple as that. Here comes Frankie back. He's going to get his first win. And I had to get out. I had to kneel, and boom, got him out. Just when they think they got the answers, Change the questions. That whole thing, because you had the most ridiculous answer, but at the same time, you understood that Frankie wasn't lying or not, then he was just being Frankie. If that first sentence might have been, well, you know, I, I was born in San Juan and then we rode over and, you know, I got to Columbus and the end. I might not have it a second week. When he said, I'm from Columbus, Ohio, we're rolling. And it set the tone for everything. And guys didn't want to come on it. Here we have this week on Piper's Pit, of course, Andre the Giant, uh, supposedly the biggest man in the world ever. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you. Uh, where are you from, Andre? There was this behind-the-stage joke that he had been doing with me, which was, I, I believe something. Is, uh, is that your water, Andre? None of your business. We've been going around for like three weeks, or I don't know, just one of those stupid things that was going around the restaurant. So when I got out in Piper's Pit, I, whatever the first question I asked him, you know what he said to me? I'm sorry, do, do you speak English? Where do you come from? None of your business. So when I heard him do that, then it was, it was time to get right into it. I understand, big body, little 
tiny weeny brain. I can understand that. That's very simple. When he picked me up, you know, it, it was a great. Uh, I, I enjoyed that quite a bit, actually. <laughs> Don't throw rocks, you guys got a machine gun. Not quite sure where it came from, but it fit the situation. Here's a guy that was intelligent, quick-witted, and coming up with lines that either made you hate him or made you laugh. And it was a good part for our business. Well, the one incident that will always come to mind is the, the one with Jimmy Superfly Snucker, with the coconuts, with the humiliation. All of a sudden, we got a bunch of people writing in. This guy here comes, I don't know, maybe comes sniveling to the, uh, sniveling to the people, comes and cries, Roddy Piper didn't give me a chance to say nothing on the bit. Hmm. The greatest compliment that one performer can do for another is to make his guest better, while at the same time raising his game as well. Yeah, you go put it in the little greasy pot. You want to do something, then you go ahead, you say exactly what you want to say to these people. So Piper have a guest on, and the whole damn thing was over. Piper was more hated, and the guest was more loved, or had more notoriety. I want you to, wait a second, I want to make you feel at home. Well, all of a sudden I get this bag from Hanks with bananas and pineapples and coconuts in it, you know, and I go, yeah, okay, well, it's PG, all right, we got some props here to work with, and... You know, didn't he say this was all right? Got <laughs> yourself a pineapple. Watch you feel at home. Watch you feel like the Fiji Islands. Kind of like the women, you know? Kind of long, frosty hair on top, round on the bottom. Got your pineapple. Here's the pineapples that look like the women with the hair and the brown body. Ethnic comedy or any comedy. Redneck comedy. You know, people are insulted. Their, their gender, their race, their wives, their husbands, their kids, whatever. Piper had it down to... He was, a, he was a master. He had bananas. You know, he's doing the interview and he's pulling out these bananas and stuff. You want bananas? Add yourself a banana. Oh, this is what you want. You want to talk? You ain't saying nothing. You know, like making fun of me, like uh, calling me, you know, monkey. The only thing I didn't get, I didn't get a tree for you to climb up and down like a monkey, like you want to do. You want to be a big shot. And I'm driving coconuts. He says, are you trying to disrespect me, brother? No, no, no. What do you want, man? Am I making fun of you? Oh, no, sir. No, sir. Then before I knew it, I got hit with the coconut over the head. I reared back like Nolan Ryan and boom. I mean, he hit him that hard to, to bust that coconut, knock the set over. Man hit Jimmy Schnooker. Nobody could have been ready for that moment. I loved it because it was so ridiculous. You know, you hit the guy with a coconut. Who expects someone to get hit with a coconut? Freaking exploded everywhere. What an intense freaking magical moment. Everybody's favorite is because that's the most memorable. That's the most intense. All you see was just like stars from everywhere. I thought I killed him because the way he was, he was going down this way. His body was out of sync. <laughs> I had ruined the alignment, you know. <laughs> the, the, the light wasn't on on the Motel 6. The feeling that I had at this time now while I'm coming through a little bit, I'm going nuts. I mean, right now I'm crazy already. 
He started moving, then I figured he gonna kill me. <laughs> and I took my weight, fella. Big, strong, tough guy. And I'm whipping him, man. And I know my dressing room door is right behind me. He kept whipping me with this thing, and I kept trying to crawl towards him, trying to crawl, trying to get him. He was just teasing me. When I got into my industrial door dressing room, I was on the side. Hold the door as hard as I could because I knew here comes Jimmy. And Paul was like the next thing I thought, the indentation of Fijian. I tried to go through the door and I couldn't. And I said, all right, brother, his time was coming too, brother. And, uh, I was looking forward to that. I tell you what, it was a drag. I was wrestling him for the next eight months. Every guest that came on Piper's Pit was assured of two things. They would leave with more notoriety. We know how intelligent you are. Oh, yeah. You do it. Yeah. And they would talk less than Roger. What is wrong with the junkyard dog? Junkyard dog get hurt, and he said to me, Wait a second, you dumb I know he's hurt. That's the first thing. Of course, Roddy got the last word in. Your ears are all nasty and naughty. I know that your nose is smeared all over your face. You stink! You stink! And the whole damn wedding stinks! It took something that people are used to seeing, late night TV, which was very, very popular, put it in our show, and have a guy that was so quick-witted with the one-liners. Now I know why he's got a mask on. Oh, fatso here. <laughs> and boom, it was instant success. It added another dimension to our business. Bow-legged, big, fat, ugly penguin shouldn't mess with polar bear. Bringing out the different people on the Piper's Pit, you knew something was going to happen. It was not going to end just by going, okay, we'll see you next week. Get out of here! You know what? You both stink! They all know it. There's only one thing. We had some good ones. Shaving the midget. That was one of my favorites. And the Haiti kid was like, ah, ah. I held him up like this, and the little legs were kicking, and Roddy's shaving the... Well, that was with the big angle with Andre the Giant and Hulk. What are you doing, man? You're bleeding, bro. It's the last thing to hurt. It had to be done in Piper's Pit. The two biggest things that made WrestleMania 3 was Andre ripping that chain off and being on Saturday Night Main Event. Well, there was always something took place in a Piper's Pit. And I think that's why people liked it so much, because you never know what to expect. Uh, we would like to caution you about viewing this piece. It is not a pretty sight at all, so please, those of you, be forewarned. Let's take you now to the videotape. Very simple. All of a sudden, we got a bunch of people writing in. This guy here comes, I don't know, maybe comes sniveling to the, uh, sniveling to the people, comes and cries, Roddy Piper didn't give me a chance to say nothing on the pit. Hmm. Roddy Piper didn't give me a chance to do nothing. You want a chance? Everybody wants to be like Roddy Piper. You want a chance? You want a chance to say something, brother? I'll tell you what, man. Here you go. Take the little microphone. There you go. There you go. Put it in the little greasy paws. You want to do something? Then you go ahead. You say exactly what you want to say to these people. You can do it. Just a second. I want you to Wait a second. I want to make you feel at home. Before we start, you want to be the big shot. You want to do all the talking. You want to really think all these people. 
Got yourself a pie of it. Watch it feel at home. Watch it feel like the Fiji Islands. Kind of like the women, you know? Kind of long, frosty hair on top, round on the bottom. Got your pineapple. You want to be a happy person? What do you want, huh? What do you want? Do you want bananas? Do you want to talk? Go ahead and talk, huh? Go ahead and talk. Wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Wait, 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 wait. wait. You want bananas? Do you want bananas? We got bananas. Here we go. You want bananas? Have yourself a banana. Huh? This is what you want. You want to talk? You ain't saying nothing. What's wrong, huh? You want to come up here like a big shot? What do you want? You want coconuts. Here I was. I got your coconuts. Ah, I just like that. for you to climb up and down like a monkey, like you want to do. You want to be a big shot, I'll get you a tree next time. You want a banana, have a banana. What do you want, man? Am I making fun of you? Whoa. No, sir. No, sir. No, sir. was arguably the most famous episode of Piper's Pit. Piper interviewed Jimmy Supervalai Snuka. During this episode, Piper tried to make Snuka feel at home. After Snuka accused Piper of insulting him, Piper smashed a coconut shell over Jimmy Snuka's head. After that, he proceeded to throw him around and shove a banana down his throat before leaving through a back door, escaping a furious Snuka. Piper and bodyguard Cowboy Bob Orton kidnapped the Haiti kid after a match, tied him to a chair, 
and shaved his head, Mr. T style, on the pit set. While this was going on, Piper makes the illogical comment, if we can do this to you, can you imagine what I'm going to do to Mr. T, just setting up their feud during WrestleMania season. Piper interviews Andre the Giant and claims it is amazing that Andre has a big body and a tiny weeny brain and asks Andre if Big John Studd has slammed him before. And after Andre says never and makes it clear to Piper that he can never be slammed, Piper then says, if I'm given five minutes, I could slam you myself. To which Andre responds by picking him up by the front of his shirt and throws him. He threw him off the set before leaving. After Andre leaves, Piper responds and says, Andre, do you want to fight? You don't throw rocks at a man who's got a machine gun. Piper, during these segments, was so special, so unique by throwing out those one-liners. Something 
because one picture is worth a thousand words and you have this tremendous series called the A-Team, you could, you could wind up looking like this. I painted this myself with your arm and a cast. You could wind up, take, I'm very serious. I'm not, show these people here. I'm not fooling around at all. What I'm saying is you could ruin, wait a second, show me another picture. I painted a couple for you because I, is that supposed to scare me? Show me some pictures? I will admit, Mr. Piper, I'll give you that credit. You are a good artist. But drawing pictures of me, that do not move me. Wait a second. I don't know what moves you. Uh, X-Lax, that may move you, man. How about this here, huh? How about this with the leg? Do you understand what I'm saying? Forget the leg one. Show me, show me. Give me that last one there. I want you to see what can happen to you if on the 31st, on close secret, in all these theaters around the country, brother, this is exactly what you could end up looking like here, and there would be no more A-team, no more nothing. I've given you one more chance. Give it up and get out. I'm going to tell you personally, Piper, on dog. I am getting a little bit turned of all this here. I should be in training right now. You know, I, I come out here. I don't have time to be joking. You know, perturbed, perturbed. You want to see perturbed? Hang on, man. You want to see silly? You want to see ridiculous? Man? Hey, you want to see silly? Look how silly. In a pit emanating from Madison Square Garden, Piper played mind games with his guest Mr. T, showing some rather humorous cartoons of what the star of the A-Team may look like 
after their main event at WrestleMania, and takes it to higher levels by wearing a Mr. T cap and mocking Mr. T's mohawk hairstyle. On a very special pit on May 11th of 1985, it was an edition of Saturday Night's main event. Piper berates and betrays Mr. Wonderful Paul Ordorff in the wake of their recent loss to Mr. T and Hulk Hogan in the main event of the very first WrestleMania. Piper then tries to jump Orndorff, but is beat to the punch. Orndorff goes off on both Piper and bodyguard Orton, then attempts to pile drive Piper, but he is blindsided by Orton and his cast from behind. For home video only, Piper is on the set interviewing his all-time favorite guest, himself, using the merge screen technique, where it was Piper interviewing Piper. And during this time, you could definitely tell that Piper was... Not himself. He definitely was on something or was influenced by something other than his unique talents, so to speak. A lot of controversy as we've been going on along about Cindy Lauper. Blue Albino and some jerk comes out here named Dave Wolf says Cindy Lauper is supposed to come out. And time after time, we try to get Cindy Lauper to come out, and all of a sudden there's no Cindy Lauper. I do happen to have the album cover of Cindy Lauper, which they are giving to the uh, folks out there. But you know, I'm the kind of guy because I just don't fool around. I'm not the kind of guy just to say something and then don't get it done. You see, when RP talks, people listen. And if I want to get something done, I get it done. And ladies and gentlemen, I want to introduce to you the female entertainer of the year, Miss Cindy Lauper herself. Please have a seat. Please have a seat. Please have a seat. You look, first of all, I would like to say to you, you look wonderful, Cindy. It's been a long time coming for us to to try to get you here. Cindy has flown 7,000 miles to come here and see us. And one thing that I admire about you is we both have something in common. We are both number one at what we do, and you, time after time, and the records that you have out, the uh, girls just want to have fun with, with all your... What? They do. They do. <laughs> they just girls just want to have fun. Where have you been? What have you been doing? Oh, well, I'm glad to come back. I've been in Europe. It's nice to see all the wrestling fans from the WWE, and, um, and you, Rodney, how are you? It's great. I've been in Europe. I've been in London. Um, You've been in London, England. London, England, same thing. London, England, same thing. Tell me, who does your hair? Oh, me and Patrick, we do. Who's Patrick? Oh, he's in the back somewhere. He helps me out. Pat, Pat. You look terrific. You look terrific. You know, as as we were saying, we're both number one in in what we do. And uh, I'm a self-made man. And I realize that uh, through through the time, you've had a lot of friends uh, help you out. And especially one, Captain Lou Albino, your manager, the man who has taken care of you and actually brought you from nothing and taken you up. Wait, wait. Yes, darling. No, I love Lou, but he's not my manager. A lot of people think that. Wait a second. Wait a second. You're not calling... You're not calling. Wait, wait, no. I know you don't. You don't mean that. You're not calling Lou Albino a liar. I know that. He, he's your man. Dave would never. Lou would never say that. Lou would. Hey, how are you? Cindy, sweetheart, how you been, baby? How you doing, Cindy? Tell all these people out here how I took you, Cindy, and found you in New York City and Queens, and how I made you a superstar. Tell them what I did for you, Cindy. Lou, Lou, come on. Only kidding. No. No, wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. no wait a minute, Cindy. Tell them how. You tell me. How I, I wrote the words for time after time, Cindy, and girl. Lou. He's 
Special guest 80s pop star Cindy Lauper attacks Captain Lou Albano and Piper himself after hearing enough insults from Albano, another famous moment during Piper's pit. In late 1985, Piper invites Bruno San Martino onto his show at Madison Square Garden to insult him exclusively. San Martino refuses to participate in the interview until Orton agrees to leave the ring. Piper and Orton eventually attack San Martino, but the living legend gets the upper hand. In one of the more noted episodes of Piper's Pit, he interviewed jobber Frankie Williams. He tells him that he's worthless and beats him up. This is where Piper coins one of his famous quotes. Just when you think they've got all the answers, I change the question. On Piper's Pit, we have George the Animal Steel. Oh, he's a little different. He's a little... Hey, it's not George the Animal Steel, big man. I took care of George the Animal Steel. You see, I gave him a big 8x10 poster of Elizabeth, and he's drooling in the corner somewhere. Look who's here, baby. The mouth of the South. You know what? I'm a man. Are you sure you're not one of the Federats? Come on now. Huh? You're not a cheerleader for these people. Notre Dame, are you? Who do you think you are? I am a man, Piper. You better look at me and listen to me. Don't be looking down at the floor when I'm talking, big boy. Who do you think you are? TG, top gun of the WWF. You humiliated me in front of millions and millions of people. Well, I want respect. I want your respect, big boy. I want your respect. Wait, wait. What, What exactly is it about you that I am supposed to respect? other than the fact that you're a short, scrawny, ugly jerk. Let me tell you something, man. I want your respect. You can't push me around. Who do you think you are? You know, because you think you're the biggest, baddest wrestler in the WWF. Because these fat, pimply-faced little girls scream over you when you go to the ring. Because you might... I don't want to beat you up. You're a 120-pound man. I'm 232 pounds. I do not want to beat you up. The best thing you can do is just, first of all, you can get your hands off me. I'll touch who I want to touch. 
I don't get mad, baby. I just get even. You better learn that. You understand that? Who do you think you are? I am the mouth of the South, big man. Maybe that'll get your attention, huh? Maybe that'll get your attention when I come out here. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let the first... I'm going to let that slap go because I figure that you must be crazy or something. But what I want you to do is go because I got George the Animal Steel. And what you do is just no, run you along. You don't run me off. You don't run me off. You don't run me off, Piper. Who do you think you are, boy? You don't insult me, man. That's you about all I'm going to take for you, you little stinking Where did Adonis come from? Adonis! Sleeper hold! Where, uh, from no place, Adrian Adonis! I thought he was done for! Adonis! Well, apparently his arm is healed. You talk about healing process, it's healed because there's a sleeper hold. And if I'm not mistaken, McMahon, Rowdy Roddy is going to dreamland. I, listen to Jimmy Hart. What's Jimmy Hart doing? Look at that duck flowers in his mouth. Well, I'll tell you what, McMahon. Jimmy Hart totally outsmarted Rowdy Roddy Piper on that one. You got to admit it. Piper still out of it. Adrian Adonis changes gimmicks on the spot, foregoing his leather jacket and embodied bad boy biker persona for the more flamboyant, borderline homosexual gimmick that he would take on for the remainder of his World Wrestling Federation tenure. A newly turned face piper, while engaged in a violent feud with adorable Adrian Adonis, is brutally attacked and knocked unconscious during the infamous Flower Shop vs. Piper's pitch showdown by Adonis and former piper allies Bob Orton Jr. and Don Morocco, who then proceeded to destroy the set entirely. A crippled yet enraged Piper would gain the upper hand. And he sought out and obtained his revenge by destroying Adonis's flower shop. His own show, the entire set was destroyed a week later. While at the same time, Piper's pit would be quickly rebuilt, better than ever, and the flower shop never returned. Uninvited guest Jimmy Hart insults and distracts Piper as Adonis comes out of nowhere to make a surprising return from a previous Piper attack to ambush the rowdy one, causing a brawl on the set. With Hart's help, Adonis would eventually get the better of Piper, rendering him unconscious with the goodnight Irene sleeper hold. To add insult to the injury, he put a flower in Piper's mouth before he and Hart walked off set. That's something. You don't have to be so kind to me. It's nothing. It's nothing. Hot Rod is here. I would like, uh, ladies and gentlemen, and I use the term very loosely, I would like to bring out a very special guest. His name is Randy Macho Man Savage, and he is a number one free agent in the entire wrestling. Hello, Macho Man! Thank you, baby. I'm feeling real good. I suppose you're wondering right now. How I came to my super decision 
of picking the manager. You know, you had so many managers to pick from, and I was wondering myself, there was, there was that fat cat, Albano, there was Classy, there was a Jim Hart, there's all kinds of people, but you chose someone very special, and I'm not really sure why. Very special, and what it did is I came down to staring into a candle for six consecutive hours, and I suppose you'd like to see her right now. Come on, Alex. Come on out, Elizabeth, and show these people who are just... Oh, no, no! Look at this! No, please, come here. Come between Hot Rod and the Macho Man. Man, whoa. I can see, obviously, why you picked her over Albano. There's no... Whoa, Albano doesn't have the same pizzazz that Elizabeth has got. Something. Now, do you handle all his affairs? Oh, well, all I have to say is I'm truly thrilled to be here on Piper's Pit with you today. All right. The thrill of all, of course, is that I'm in the corner with the macho man, Randy Savage. He's the biggest thrill. You're in the corner of the macho man? This is Ace. You should have shaved, Ace. Should have shaved for the lady. Can I have a kiss? Can I have a kiss? Can I, can I kiss? No, not from you, not from you, man, from her. Andre the Giant turns heel on Hulk Hogan. This is one of the most memorable moments in Piper's Pit history. This impacted me the most as I was really scared for Hogan for the very first time. Andre the Giant comes onto the set with Bobby Heenan and challenges him to a match at WrestleMania 3 and rips off his shirt and crucifix before walking off the set with Heenan as well. Piper shocked many fans by actually comforting Hogan and leading him off stage. About a week later, Hogan returned to the pit to give his answer to whether or not he'll take on Andre's challenge. And of course, it was yes, brother. The blood from the chest of Hogan really made that moment special. It made it feel real. Hogan's cross was ripped off by Andre and the cross actually cut Hogan's chest. Made it more real, more iconic of a segment which would set up WrestleMania so beautifully. I gotta tell you something. The reason these people are here, I do not pick who the guests are gonna be on my pit. And there's a lot of people I do not see eye to eye with. This particular pit, I'm kinda interested in because I think they made a good pit. Because I want to look at this person in the eye, and I have a few questions. Ladies and gentlemen, the heavyweight champion of the world, Hulk Hogan. Man. First of all, you 
better than anybody would know how much I care, fight, and scratch. That's the first thing. Well, let me put it this way, Piper. There are a couple roads, man. There's the high road, and there's the low road, brother. And right now, I don't know which highway you're going to be traveling down, but you can be assured of one thing. They both end in the same place, man. And both of us want to be there because at the end of these roads, that's where the best is, man. And we both want to be the best at what we do. And you know that I will be there. Well, I'll tell you one thing, I'd like to be there when those two worlds meet. Hulk Hogan and Rowdy, Rowdy Piper. Rowdy, Rowdy I saw you, Hulkamaniac. 
And from here, it's higher and higher we go. This is unbelievable. Unbelievable. It's a long time. A long time, yeah. Well, well, nice trophy, a nice trophy here. There you go, Hogan. Let's see ya. World heavyweight champion, Hulk Hogan. In a highly emotional pit, Piper announced his retirement because he couldn't bear to hear his children begging him to stay home. He stood on a table to get a better look at the cheering fans, thanked them for supporting him, 
then took a photo and painting of himself off the back wall of the set and quietly left. This is when he had his goals of entering Hollywood and parted from wrestling for a brief time. The retirement did not last long for the hot rod. At WrestleMania 5, Roddy shot Morton Downey Jr. with a fire extinguisher to counter Morton blowing secondhand smoke in his face. I remember him saying, You don't blow smoke in my face. I asked you, don't blow smoke in my face. I was there in Atlantic City, Caesar's Palace. I couldn't wait to see the hot rod come out. This was his return to the company after a long absence, and he had long hair, a different style, but the same hot rod attitude that made him so special and so famous. And Morton Downey Jr., who was known as the spark plug at the time, a controversial talk show host in himself, could not stand up to the hot rod. Mr. Donnie, I'd really appreciate it if you wouldn't do that again. <laughs> Smoke? Yeah, especially blow up my face. Well, I'm, I tried blowing it out. <coughs> tried blowing it out that way. Sorry. Tried blowing it out that way. Well, Morticia, that's very nice of you. know, let me, let, let's run down your life a little bit here, Morticia. You know, you know, this is a guy here now, I know. You get on the show and, and you start talking to people, because I, I watched you. There was two winos out that day, man. I watched you. Hello. Oh, well, you were standing up. What were you going to do there? Oh. your father he was an irish tenor his name wasn't downey <laughs> why do you call yourself morton downey jr that's the name your mama wanted to call me from the husband who reared me oh my 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 uh, Funny guy. <laughs> okay. Tell me something then, uh, Mr. Downey. You used to have all these nasty warts all over your face. <laughs> Big nasty green ones. <laughs> the only thing you could go out with was a guy who ran bells and used to walk, hello, nice to see ya. <laughs> what happened to the warts? I gave them to a homeless warthog. I didn't know your girlfriend was homeless. Mr. Downey. Yes, Mr. Piper. Don't blow no more smoke in my face. I want to ask you now. I'm not wearing a skirt, so that word doesn't go with me. Call the kilt, Mr. Downey. Call the kilt, you see. Listen. L-L-E-D. Sorry, folks, for you who didn't get it, that was K-I-L-L-E-D as in kilt. <laughs> You're a real knee slapper, you are, Bubba. Uh, you got this thing you call zip it. I don't understand. Simple. Zip it doesn't mean whip it. It doesn't mean flip it. It means zip it! Mr. Downey, 
You ain't never had a guest like me before. I'm going to tell you something straight up. One time, one time. Melt fight, long hair, skirt, same thing. Later on, he got picked up in a bar as a transvestite. I'm going to ask you one more time, uh, please don't blow the smoke in my face. Uh, you know, I'm talking to a guy, now this is a guy that's here. Uh, thank you very much, it's mighty white of you. This is a guy here. You know, that's like the fourth time you've done that, you know. And uh, I'm going to say this to you again. Don't blow no more smoke in my face. Do you understand that? Try it, try it. You're like, what? Mm -hmm. You like it? Isn't that good? Think about that. That's good. That's good. That's good for you. That's healthy. Look, you can live as long as I have. You know something? You know, wait a second. I judged you wrong. That's true, that that was kind of nice. It gave me that kind of aromusk, uh, early goat's flavor in my lungs and yeah. made my skin yellow. You know, yeah. you, would you happen to have one of those for me? I'd like to smoke one of them. Would you mind just light up one of them puppies and, and give it on over to all hot rod here? Would you do that for me? jump ahead to more of the modern-day Piper's Pit segments when he made his return to the WWF, or should I say WWE now, as he made a surprise return during the WrestleMania 19 match that pitted Hulk Hogan versus Vince McMahon. 20 years in the making, Hot Rod turned his back on Hulk Hogan and hit him with a pipe, and we thought sided, we thought at the time he was going to side with Vince McMahon. That wasn't entirely the case, as more so he wanted to go after legendary foe Hulk Hogan. As a result, Piper returned to the Piper's pit on SmackDown. Piper and Sean O'Hare invited a fan from the audience in the ring who was a fan of Mr. America. If you remember from our Hulkamania Chronicles, Mr. America was actually Hulk Hogan. He then proceeded to attack him, which led to his artificial leg being ripped off, thus introducing the world to Zach Gowan. Who could forget on the pit when the boogeyman chewed off the mole on Jillian Hall's face during a segment in the pit where Piper was interviewing Hall's client, John Bradshaw Layfield. The pit made a return to WrestleMania in 2005 with Stone Cold Steve Austin, as mentioned at the top of our program. 
This is the first time the pit appeared at the pay-per-view show since WrestleMania 5 with Morton Downey Jr. Welcome to Piper's Pit. Oh, God! Thank you very much for having me. Shawn Michaels superkicked Piper on the set of the pit a week after he attacked Hulk Hogan following a tag team match, thus promoting his temporary heel character during the Hogan-Michaels feud. Who could forget, Jimmy Kimmel's cousin Sal was taught how to wrestle by Piper in a match against Santino Morella, all taking place during the pit then leading into a feud that culminated at WrestleMania between Chris Jericho and the legends of professional wrestling, where Jericho was attacking Jimmy Snuka, Roddy Piper, and of course, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. We saw Chris Jericho impersonate Piper and assault Jimmy Snuka on the modern-day version of Piper's Pit, which was leading up to WrestleMania. One of the most underrated segments was when Piper interviewed actor Luis Guzman along with a confused Iron Sheik in Madison Square Garden. Who could forget that moment? That was more of one of the underrated moments or shows that Piper hosted in pit history. Master Piper is here. (laughs) I'm having trouble. I'm having trouble finding any brave people to come on the pit. You see, they don't want to come on no more because they're kind of afraid of RP. Beastmaster. Of course, AC Baby. Yeah, I love you. He's my bodyguard. So this guy, this big fat captain, Louis Albano, all of a sudden you see, he figures, he figures he's got something to say to me because we've had all this difficulty. And I'd just like to say to you, how you doing, Faxo? You don't impress me, skinny, and you don't impress me. Oh! Wait a second. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a second. What you... Is he supposed to scare me? He not have to scare you. He's not here to scare anybody. This, this is the guy that got beat by a woman. Wait a minute. Let me clarify that. It was Savage that engineered the whole deal. We all know that Elizabeth basically is a good woman, but she's influenced. He's got a mental trance or a verbal trance. He's got her under hypnosis. Nice. Nice. Well, who's, who's nice? Nice. Nice. Elizabeth, you're talking about? Would you, would you like to have a date with Elizabeth? Just a minute, just a minute. Elizabeth has a compassion. Elizabeth. <laughs> Wait, whoa, whoa. Hey. Hey, 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 hey. Grab him, grab him. Trying to say Elizabeth merely understands him. That's all it is. Wait a second. Let me let me let me talk. Can I can I speak with him? Can I can converse? Wait. Do you know? I'd like to say something to you. Like you're a very ugly person. Yeah. You're really a very stupid. I am very handsome. You really are a very stupid person, huh? You know you couldn't get a date with a hundred dollar bill on your forehead. Yeah, yeah. You think so, huh? Do you know how? Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Piper has had so many monumental and memorable guests, Vince McMahon finally appearing on Piper's Pit when he made his return on SmackDown, like we mentioned. Vince McMahon and Piper together in the pit. Such a legendary 
an iconic segment just for the fact of the vision of seeing Piper and McMahon in the pit. It should be noted also during this time, when Piper's pit returned on SmackDown, even more so when it was on the road uh, without the main set, when Piper's pit went on the road on house shows, or even towards the latter portion of the Piper's pit era, the pit consisted inside and took place inside the squared circle, where that Scottish plaid was spread all across the apron and the mat of the ring, and you had basically bar stools with plaid on top of them, signifying the pit. Of course, two stools, maybe three, who knows what the guest you had. And instead of taking place off to the side of an arena, or maybe backstage or pre-taped, it was live in the middle of the arena in front of the entire audience. One of the world's greatest managers, a man of talent surpassed none, to be here on Piper's Pit, sir. I have most respect for you. Thank you very much. And you know that, that, that you're unique because you always, you always come up with somebody from another country. I know you represented some great heavyweight champions. And now you've got this man right here that I don't really understand exactly what he is well he's from uganda please have you know and i admire you roddy you've been doing a fantastic job out here why thank you yes without a doubt the most talked about program in the wrestling profession today now we're talking about my man here kamala you know i got a question one thing kamala beats his 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 stomach sometimes he won't not go stab me now he he knows that you're a friend Uh i am his friend i like him all right if you don't like him, I mean, it's too no, bad. I do like him. But the, the man, when he beats himself on his stomach like that, that means he is ready for war. He's ready for what? Where does he, he is ready for war. Where does he come from? He comes from Uganda. From Uganda? The part of Uganda. Well, I don't, and my man, Friday. Who, this, this, this gentleman here? This, this man here, Friday, he was raised in a missionary over in Uganda, and that's how he learned to speak English, and he also associated, mingled with the tribe. But does this man, does he know anything about wrestling, per se, like a, a bridging and double bridges? No, or? the man knows nothing about wrestling. All he knows is brutality, and that's what I love. Well, will he, will he stop? Can you can you handle him when you're... You see, he's beating his stomach right now, and he's pointing objects. What is he? Yeah, he'd look great in a tuxedo, well, man. I know for a fact, the first time he's seen himself on TV, yeah. he tore the whole set apart. He thought somebody was trying to emulate him. Oh, no, nobody's emulating him here. They, they better no, not, sir. because... We don't do any em- and, and those markings on him, what they signify that? that he's the chief of his tribe. The man is a cannibal, you know. I don't know. He enjoys human flesh. I didn't realize that. That's Mr. Blassie, it's always a pleasure to have you and this giant Kamala, but for pleasure. Mr. What can you say about Piper's Pit? One of the greatest, if not the greatest, talk show segment to ever take place in professional wrestling. Like I mentioned earlier on Behind the Mic, Roddy Piper takes Piper's Pit to the independent scene. And I'm sure he gets plenty of bookings just for the fact of featuring Piper's Pit on your independent show. To this very day, Piper's Pit is one of the most recognized and, and popular segments. And when you know Piper's Pit is coming up, whether it's on Raw or even at an independent show, you know you're going to see something special and entertaining. You may not shock the world, but you will definitely have a laugh or two during Piper's Pit. Nowadays, we see Piper's Pit being used as a tool to promote storylines or take them to the next level leading up to a pay-per-view or big event. And typically, Piper has honed his craft, honed his his ability behind the microphone. He was great before. Imagine how much better he is now because he's able to wrap storylines into a great package and get the emotion out of a superstar that may not have been present during the previous build-up to a certain feud. Piper has gotten so good 
at that role. And now Piper's Pit is mainly used to fuel the fire of a feud leading up to a big-time matchup. I, you could say the most notable time it was used was during the Rock-John Cena feud, when Piper was he was present to, to get some attitude, you could say, to get some fire out of John Cena before his matchup against The Rock at WrestleMania 28. That's what you're trying to do. Let it, me guess. You saw Survivor Series. Okay. You saw Madison Square No, no, wait, wait. Let me just interject something. When all the people were yelling to The Rock to rock bottom you, and he did, they came unglued. I, I, I know, I was there. Listen. Listen. Let him go. No, don't let him go. I know what you're doing. I dig a good word association and social experiment just as much as the next guy. Boots to asses, Shan aside, this isn't the first time something like this has happened. I've been dealing with this my whole career. Forgive me if I'm regurgitating information, but I'd like to tell you firsthand. I'm going to tell you what they already know. There is a group of people who know who I am, know what I believe in, know what I stand for. And I am extremely loyal. I am extremely loyal to all of those people. But I also know that you can't please everybody. There's going to be some people that walk into a building, buy a ticket, and want to tell me to go to hell. That, that is what makes the WWE energy that you are talking about. It is that simple. They can do what they want. <laughs> now, now, you can do what you want, and they will allow you to. What you're doing is you're not caring. Any. You know what's happened. I'll tell you exactly what's happened. You ain't going to like it either. You are the face of the WWE. You are the man. And the booing, the booing is getting louder and louder and louder. And you're using it. You're losing it. You are losing it. You know what's going to happen? If you don't suck it up and start telling these people exactly what you think, because this ain't Mick Foley's have a nice day stuff. This is Rowdy Roddy's reality check. And if you don't tell them what you're thinking about them, you will be the loser of the biggest WrestleMania in history. You know what? You're going a little overboard. You're a Hall of Famer. You've seen the show. I'll tell you what. Let me take you back to WrestleMania 22 in Chicago, where I faced Triple H. Oh, they loved me that night. Oh, oh better yet, how about the Hall of Fame induction ceremony the night before, dedicated to the late Eddie Guerrero, and I can't repeat. I can't repeat the words that the audience said to me that night. 
Oh, uh, speaking of Chicago, CM Punk, Money in the Bank, they loved me that night too. And uh, I remember I had a TLC match with Edge in Toronto. Here's the kicker, this one's a great one. Hammerstein Ballroom, ECW's one night stand. Hot Rod, compared to all those nights, Madison Square Garden was a cakewalk. Shut up! No, wait! That's enough! No! It no, what? Listen, it was New York being New York. People were having fun. They were excited to see The Rock. I'm a fan. I was excited to see The Rock. He did great. He had a great night. One great night. Look around you, man. See those two kids right in the front row? You see them? They're having the time of their lives. That's why I don't get fixed. Hey, no, 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 no. Just, just give me a second. I had three make-a-wishes today. I met three fantastic families that are here among this crowd, having the time of their lives. I look in the front row, I see members of our armed services having the time of their lives here tonight. I want you to do something. I want you to do something real quick before you fly off the handle. I want you to read this. This, this is why it'll never get to me. This is why I will never get rattled. And this is why I can walk into Miami April 1st, and if they like me, great. And if they hate me, whatever. But I still believe in myself. I know who I am. I know what I stand for. And I know I can beat The Rock at WrestleMania. That's energy. That's energy. You know what I know? I know this. I came a long way to have you in Piper's Pit. And I'll tell you why. I know your whole career. I've watched the damn thing. I'm proud of you. It was my generation that passed the torch to you. And you rose the bar. Higher than we could ever think about it. I know that. Hang on. And I know the rock comes one day. Yippee. Meanwhile, every day, John Cena is stepping up to the plate. Every day, John Cena is taking on all comers. Every day, John Cena is saying hi to our armed forces. Every day, hi to the little kids. Every day. How much energy can you tap into? Because I'll tell you something. I've seen it all, and I've done it all, and I have the jewelry to prove it. One more thing. Hold your paw out. It's a big hand. From a Hall of Famer to a future Hall of Famer. If you don't get this off your chest, and get it right with these folks, Nush, you will be in denial and it's going to kill your chances for everything Hot you want to do. With all due respect, I don't, this is a fine gesture, but you don't, I'm in a good place. You don't know what you're talking about. You're in a good place? I'm going to help you with
But how can you really recap and do justice the impact that Piper's Pit has made on the industry? Without Piper's Pit, who knows what might have happened with other storylines and the flow of professional wrestling history. Piper's Pit laid the groundwork for so many feuds, so many superstars, and so many other talk shows which have have took the spirit of Piper's Pit and implemented it in a different way to reflect that superstar's character. You could say the most recent example was The Miz now, hosting his own talk show, Miz TV. You've seen Carlitos Cabana. Of course, we mentioned uh, The Flower Shop with Adrian Adonis. We saw The Barber Shop take place, which had a monumental moment, which we'll get into on our next edition. But we'll talk more about those shows on the talk show segment edition of Beyond the Bell. So this exclusively focuses on Piper's Pit, and you cannot deny that Piper's Pit laid the groundwork for future talk show segments in professional wrestling. And it still is the standard bearer, the marker of what a talk show should be. To get a, to get a rise out of the guests, to promote the storyline, promote the characters on the show. And at the same time, Piper was so good at promoting the other characters, meanwhile, not entirely taking the spotlight and putting it on himself, but at the same time, getting himself over with the fans while helping wrestlers promote their own characters and feuds. Piper was so good at doing that, and no one can deny Roddy Piper's influence and mark in professional wrestling history. And a majority of that is due to Piper's pit. Thank you, Hot Rod, for the memories on the pit. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Wrestling fans, it's time to thank our sponsors of the Beyond the Bell podcast. Barbershop Window, the brand new official sponsor of Beyond the Bell. They love wrestling and they love t-shirts, so they combine the two in order to fulfill their goal to create shirts that wrestling fans enjoy and will want to own and wouldn't be embarrassed to wear to a bar. New shirts are released every week, and all past shirts can be found in the overstock bin. So go to barbershopwindow.com, where they make wearing wrestling shirts cool again. Squared Circle Media, Jerome Willen, provides audio and written content based on the latest in professional wrestling. Associated with Wrestling.com, Ringside Digest, and the Camel Clutch blog, Squared Circle Media is for the true wrestling fan. You can reach them at squaredcirclemedia.net. Ringannouncing.com, the official website for the future of ring announcing and beyond the bell host, ring announcer, Sean Beckerman. This is the place where you'll find all the latest news and multimedia related to host, broadcaster, and podcaster, Sean Beckerman. So go to ringannouncing.com now and follow the future of ring announcing. Stitcher Radio is an on-demand internet radio service that focuses on news and information radio and podcasts. It's available on all smartphones via the iTunes App Store and the Android Market. Stitcher, now streaming innovative audio. GoDaddy.com. GoDaddy offers everything you need to make a name for yourself on the web. From domain names and website builders to complete e-commerce solutions. With more than 10.4 million customers and over 53 million domain names, GoDaddy is the leader in web development. 
SNSRadioNetwork.com is the home for all things related to professional wrestling, mixed martial arts, and video gaming. Catch the latest news on all three topics, including the Benchmark Show, Wrestling News Live, Sunday Night Showdown, the Pro Wrestling Rewind, the Elite Force Podcast, Why, and of course, Beyond the Bell with host Sean Beckerman. SNSRadioNetwork.com. If you're not listening, you're not trying. If you're interested in becoming a sponsor of Beyond the Bell, email us at btbwrestling at gmail.com with the header advertising. Join the Beyond the Bell revolution. It's go time. Old school wrestling fans that will wrap things up for another edition of the Pro Wrestling Nostalgia Podcast for you new fans out there of Beyond the Bell. Each and every week features new content that takes you back in time. Every episode features a different theme that's geared to all things retro in wrestling. Covered in each edition is a combination of the facts, stats, and history of each topic that's discussed mixed in with my own opinions and experiences as a pro wrestling fan and now worker in the industry. On every episode, we take you behind the mic to give you a snapshot, an idea of what it is like to be a ring announcer on the independent wrestling scene. And we cap it all off with some old school music. We take you back in time to relive the greatest and worst themes and songs in professional wrestling history. Beyond the Bell fans, we have tons more content to be debuting over the next several weeks. The WCW 101 series continues as we look back at the history of World Championship Wrestling. Gimmick Gala. This series features the greatest and worst gimmicks in professional wrestling. Three packaged wrestlers that made certain gimmicks so memorable and some forgettable. Gimmick Gala on Beyond the Bell. The Horseman Files continues celebrating their induction into the 2012 WWE Hall of Fame. We look back in chronological order of the history of the Four Horsemen. Previously known as Epic Encounters, newly named Famous Feuds, this series looks back at the greatest feuds in professional wrestling. We look back at WCCW Milestones, the monumental moments of world-class championship wrestling, the Stone Cold Chronicles. We look back and recap the history of the legendary career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. We take a trip back in time to look back at the greatest managers in professional wrestling. And during Thanksgiving time, we're going to rewind and relive the greatest families in sports entertainment. And in between all these unique and retro-themed shows, we'll have our superstar spotlight as we look back at the legendary careers of certain legends and Hall of Famers in professional wrestling. All this and more on the upcoming weeks here on Beyond the Bell. Connect socially to Beyond the Bell on our Facebook fan page. Follow me on Twitter at Sean Beckerman. Watch and listen to retro wrestling clips and ring announcing footage of me on the independent circuit on YouTube under the username Ring Announcing. Access the Beyond the Bell archives on snsradionetwork.com and my official website ringannouncing.com. Have all the latest episodes of Beyond the Bell automatically downloaded on your smartphone via iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. Wrestling fans, let's go for the three count and wrap it all up and go home with some old school music. Of course, we're talking about the Hot Rod and Piper's Pit. So of course, our old school theme of the week will involve 
the Hot Rod himself, from the original wrestling album produced by the World Wrestling Federation. On this album, you can hear the original Hulk Hogan theme, Land of a Thousand Voices, Dances, all the superstars from the 80s, Captain Lou Albano, the Iron Sheik, Nikolai Volkov singing Karamia, and it's all hosted by me, Gene Oakland, Vince McMahon, and Jesse the Body Ventura. We will close out with For Everybody by Rowdy Roddy Piper. I'm Sean Becker and signing off. Wrestling fans, I'll see you next week as we rewind and relive all things nostalgia in the world of professional wrestling. In the meantime, fans, I'll see you at the matches. Are here, Sean Beckerman, and I'm proud to present to you the Pro Wrestling Nostalgia Podcast that's taking the IWC by storm beyond the bell. On each edition, we cover a different theme, taking you back in time to relive the greatest and worst in professional wrestling. We go behind the mic where you will get backstage stories 
from the perspective of a pro wrestling ring announcer on the independent circuit. Find out what it was like to announce some of the greatest stars in pro wrestling history and the funny stories behind the scenes. And we wrap it all up with old school wrestling music. So tune in to Beyond the Bell each and every week on the SNS Radio Network. And I'll see you at the matches. It's go time.